This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everyone, welcome to Green Talk Radio. This is your host, Sean Daly, back from a long break around the holidays, and it's good to be back podcasting. I've missed all of you and have missed uh, interviewing the great guests that we get to have on this program. I also wanted to announce that today is the first day since uh, being back um, that we are officially podcasting under the Simple Earth Media banner, uh, Green Living Ideas, which is the website that hosts Green Talk Radio along with other sites that franchise uh, or syndicate the site. Uh, also uh, has become part of this new network, which is uh, a network of green and sustainable blogs, including Blue Living Ideas, Twilight Earth, who, uh, which is run by Adam Shake, who's a great guy if you haven't uh, followed him or watched the content that happens over on Twilight Earth. I highly recommend it. Um, Derek Markham's involved with naturalpapa.com, Eco Child's Play, which is Jennifer Lance, also a writer on Green and Blue Living Ideas. It's just a great collection of sites, and we're now moving forward with a uh, larger media network that we're really excited about. So Green Talk Radio will continue to be part of that, and you'll be seeing uh, even more uh, great guests. Uh, Other members of the Cousteau family are going to be on the program. Uh, Ed Begsley Jr. is lined up. uh, Marielle Hemingway. We just have a, a host of great guests coming up on the program. So we appreciate your support as always and look forward to bringing you more programs. So on to today's episode. There is a question that I think most people have who are involved in uh, conscious consuming and wanting to live sustainably, which is where do I go to buy things that are green? And what does green even mean? And of course, that question changes depending on what you're talking about, if it's cleaning products or food or, or what have you, the word green has really lost almost all meaning these days. And, and so I know that a lot of you out there, like myself, want to know where to go to be able to buy things that have been vetted by someone who is doing good work, who is really understands what goes into creating a sustainability uh, and it, or, you know, making sure that the foods are organic, uh, the, the products and the ingredients in those products are something that's not harmful to your family or to your health. And and so this is an ongoing question. So my guest today is a company called Buy Green, and it's a gentleman named Douglas Farquhar, who's the CEO over there. And they think they've come up with a solution for that. They certainly think that they have an angle on this and an answer to this question. So I invited them on the program to tell us about what Buy Green is doing uh, and how they're approaching these questions of uh, how to help people find green products uh, and what goes into it. So I'll be asking Douglas some of those questions. And so without further ado, let's welcome Douglas to the program. So, hey, Doug, welcome to Green Talk Radio. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. And I guess I'd like to start, do I call you Douglas or Doug? Is that right, Doug? Uh, Only Douglas when I'm in trouble with my mother. (laughs) Okay. And maybe your middle name too. Right, exactly. The reason I wanted to have you on the program, as I mentioned in the intro to the listeners, is there's a, there are many questions these days about, you know, green, there's a lot of green fatigue out there. And there are many questions about exactly, we've seen some companies get busted and get their hands caught in the cookie jar or 
what have you, speaking of getting caught um, or getting in trouble. There have been companies that have gotten caught calling their products green or sustainable or healthy or what have you. And we had the whole debacle with, for example, with with SIG. Um, and and then uh, that was followed on by yet another company who had the same problem. And so uh, with their liners having BPA. And so, you know, even from the, the companies that have been associated with being green and sustainable, we've seen these issues. We've seen a lack of standards. We've seen abuse by marketers. So the people who are out there that are conscious consumers or consider themselves thoughtful buyers understand, I think for the most part that the way they vote with their dollars is the most important way they vote. Uh, and certainly in terms of the health of their family and all of this, it's very important. I think the, the, the problem comes into play is knowing exactly because of all these issues I've mentioned, what is green and then where do I go to get work with a company that is vetting this for me, doing the work and the research for me. So hope springs eternal. And so one of the things that I was hoping on having you on the program today is to enlighten us or, or myself in the audience about where things stand today in the world of buying green. Uh, so why don't we start with what is to you and to your company, uh, what defines a green product? And, and we'll start there. Well, um, you know, we have a saying for, uh, that we apply to our green standards, and that's what we use to evaluate all the products that we carry. Um, and, and that saying is there is no black and white when it comes to green. Uh, you know, saying that something is green, there, there's, no, there's no yes, no answer to that. And so um, you have to take a look, or at least we think you have to take a look at the, uh, the product from a comprehensive perspective. And we've adopted a life cycle view of uh, every product. So at a high level, the, the four areas that we concentrate on are what what is the, the material, the source material that the product is made from, how is it made, um, how is it used, and then ultimately how is it disposed of. And there's certainly minutia that supports each one of those. But taking a look at that and each of those elements um, is important. And, you know, we generally find that uh, not all products uh, – you know, necessarily either have any green characteristics in one of those segments, uh, but may have it in two or three other segments, and you know, nonetheless, um, still can be considered green, eco-friendly, sustainable. So ultimately, then, is really up to it's the in the eyes of the beholder, you know, in terms of what's green or whatnot. Uh, so, so it, there's a trust implied here that we would, for, as a consumer, for example, trust an organization like yours uh, or anyone else who's sort of making these selections and saying, okay, these guys are green and these guys aren't, or they're green enough that we feel that they're worthy of, of inclusion uh, in, in our product mix. Well, you know, we, we take a look at all our products really from sort of a comparative basis. So what are we, you know, a given product, uh, reusable water bottles, you know, thinking uh, that's uh, fairly popular um, green product um, uh, for a lot of people. Um, you know, how does that compare to, uh, you know, right, uh, a plastic bottle or a glass or what have you? So comparative uh, perspective on something you would traditionally use versus this, this green product. And, you know, from a reusable water uh, bottle perspective, uh, you know, big fans of clean canteen for example uh you know they use uh while they use good grade stainless steel it's nonetheless stainless steel and comparatively very you know not particularly different from you know basic stainless steel products but you know where it rates well is 
you're how you're using it and the impact and reduction and elimination of you know largely plastic and then ultimately how it can be disposed of and so um, you know from that life cycle perspective it, it rates well in our last two um, uh, major life cycle areas mm-hmm. and so um, and I'm curious a little bit more about those standards that you have and that you hold these manufacturers to. And you know, what are some of the things, for example, that like might be the you know past the no go the go no go line for you, or things that might be a showstopper as far as something that a manufacturer that comes to you that wants to be represented by you um, might put in their products. Yeah. So we we have within the um, green standards two sort of absolute you know showstoppers as you. Put it. Um, one is uh, we take a look at uh, toxins and you know uh, toxins and uh, 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 the amount of toxins can become very complex. Um, but you know we think we do a relatively good job in that respect. And, and there are certain things that uh, you know BPA being a good example. Um, you know that's a showstopper. The other element is animal testing. You know, candidly, on the animal testing, we don't run across um, you know many products that that becomes an issue. But uh, you know, we think those are two showstoppers. And then it really gets down to sort of um, you know peeling back the layers and trying to figure out you know is this shade of gray uh, appropriate or not appropriate in terms of moving forward. You have people on staff that are charged with vetting these manufacturers. We do, and it's uh, you know it's a process that we go through um, sort of collectively. Uh, we we find that uh, you know sort of the, the more eyeballs and thinking about the product, um, you know the the better our review is. And and what we do, um, I think that is somewhat unique, um, is we work directly with the manufacturer. So we invite the manufacturer to fill out essentially an online survey. Um, which we then go through um, very thoroughly, and generally there's back and forth to clarify items uh, before we ultimately uh, end up uh, publishing our, our our results. I'm curious, Doug, about the growth for this particular sector of, of the economy and of the consumer and commercial market, because I know you deal with both products, commercial and, and consumer. Um, is the consumer and commercial demand for sales of these sustainable products continuing on an upward climb or are we seeing because of the green fatigue I mentioned earlier, is this, are people starting to burn out on this and not care as much or? You know, uh, the, I think the green fatigue is uh, very much a real issue and, you know, we really started to see that um, 12, maybe 18 months ago. Um, I think people are interested. Um, our sense of it is that people have become, uh, whereas you know, maybe 18 months ago, they were interested in green products more from sort of saving the world perspective. Uh, those that remain interested, um, we're seeing from sort of a, 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 their own health perspective that that is now becoming sort of um, a bigger issue. You know, what am I buying that is unhealthy to me or my family or my customers for that matter? And uh, that seems to be becoming more of a uh, sort of a forefront issue than um, doing their part to save the world. 
Well, we're going to take a break right here. I have more questions for you and about the industry in general and uh, the competitive landscape for these types of products and uh, uh, some other questions. But we're going to uh, be right back on Green Talk Radio. We're talking today with Doug Farquhar. He is the CEO of a company called Green Retail and Wholesale LLC. One of their properties is the one we're talking about the most today, which is buygreen.com. You can find them at buygreen.com and on Twitter as twitter.com slash buygreen. This is Sean Daly on Green Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And we are back on Green Talk Radio talking today on green or sustainable consumer products. And my guest is Doug Farquhar. He is the CEO of Green Retail and Wholesale LLC, whose properties include buygreen.com which is an online marketplace for sustainably manufactured and healthy and organic products and uh, all of those other good things. And we were talking a little bit before the break, uh, Doug and I, uh, about the general landscape for the industry right now and determining the difference between what's green and what's not green and, and how he faces that at Buy Green uh, and his staff faces that. I wanted to switch up a little bit and talk about the the, the competitive landscape right now for, for green products. Uh, we, we talked about um, the the growth in the, the economy, and you're saying that that's a real concern about the green fatigue. But talk to us about the competitive landscape for these products right now. Are are there certain companies that are just owning their area, or is it is it very aggressively competitive in, in each of the areas you're you're dealing with? You know, um, I guess I would uh, characterize it a little bit as a, as a free for all, certainly for the last year or so. But it feels we, like on yeah, the outside. We, when we started, you know, one of the observations that we, we made and sort of the basis of uh, um, the company was we saw this a lot of really great green products out there, but they were sort of scattered. And, uh, we, you know, we thought that there was some interest um, uh, to put it and consolidate it in one place. Um, and, and a lot of those products were sort of, um, without offending any of them, sort of mom and pop type type products um whereas now you know we're seeing uh very large fortune 500 and in many instances fortune 50 and fortune 10 companies um you know very much getting into the um into this uh green space a good a good uh, example of that actually was the purchase of a mom and popish company which is burt b burt's bees by clorox Clorox and so Clorox is, uh, you know, hitting on a, a, a in a few areas, whether it's uh, Burt Bees or their uh, their Greenworks product, and you know, I think that's that's really sort of uh, at least uh, from our perspective, the poster child of how big business is, uh, you know, recently gotten into this green space, and you know, we do not see that changing anytime soon, uh, which you know, ultimately, I think is good. Um, in addition to that, I think uh, uh, distribution of these products is broadening. And so, you know, you have um, eco-friendly centric uh, organizations like ourselves, um, but we're now beginning to see, um, you know, these products uh, spring up uh, everywhere, whether it's online or uh, traditional brick and mortar retail. And, you know, another great example of that is, uh, you know, the efforts uh, Walmart um, 800-pound gorilla is taking relative to uh, uh, these green products. Now, there's a reputation for these 
this category of products, uh, deserve it or not, I'll leave it up to, uh, to, well, to you and to other people out there to make the determination. But the, certainly it bears mention that people think that they're always more expensive. Green, sustainable products, you know, they're pricey. And, and I mean, you know, one visit to Whole Foods uh, will, will certainly back that up in a lot of cases. That's why some people call it Whole Paycheck or it has these, you know, these kind of jokes out there in the industry. Is, is that true? Is that always true? Is that, is that a deserved um, uh, reputation? Oh, one of my favorite questions, and uh, the answer to that is yes and no. Um, you know, it really depends on the product. And so uh, oftentimes uh, green products are made from better materials and, and better quality uh, materials and processes. And, uh, you know, generally that costs more. And so, uh, you know, at least from our perspective, quality deserves to um, cost a little bit more. Um, but often, you know, the, uh, the answer is no. And there are many examples of uh, products that are cheaper than their traditional products. We sell a fair amount of um, recycled and reused printer cartridges. And, you know, there's a marketplace that... Um, Anybody's replaced their uh, their printer cartridges uh, recently. You know it's uh, very expensive. Well, you can get uh, reused and reconditioned uh, cartridges often for half the cost of uh, of traditional cartridges. And so in that instances, uh, in that instance, uh, it's it's cheaper. Um, you also need to sort of apply sort of the transactional perspective back uh, to usable water bottles if you could assign a price for that plastic water bottle when you're buying your your um, bottled water wherever you know it's maybe a cent or so um, you buy a reusable water bottle from us and we're going to charge you many times more than that but um, uh, if your if your perspective on is purely at that point of transaction yes it's it's much more expensive but uh, you know my wife would cart home uh, cases often a couple of times a week from you know Costco or wherever and uh, you know it's been a while since we've done that but uh, you know a $20 reusable water bottle you can it can pay for itself uh, depending on how much bottled water you buy in you know a month and, and maybe in some instances a couple of weeks so it, it's 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 a complex and and there is no one answer to that question. And that makes sense to me. I mean, that that certainly makes sense because you gave some examples of where the manufacturers are significantly reducing their sourcing and their manufacturing costs by using these uh, cheaper uh, source of material instead of new materials that are able to source things that are reused uh, uh, and things like that. That would make sense. Whereas maybe in the case where a company was engineering a product with uh, – a more difficult process uh, from scratch that was making it more healthy, like a cleaning product or something, there might be a price premium there versus using the off-the-shelf chemicals that are more, uh, available in greater abundance. So I, I can see that that would make sense. No question. So w- what about the typical con- Lojas consumer profile? Is it w- what is it? Is it a is it a soccer mom with the SUV and two kids, and or is it you know is it everyone these days? And what does that look like? And what's the market size we're we're talking about here in rough numbers? Right. Um, so the the Lojas market, uh, you know, again depending on who you ask, but uh, somewhere between forty uh, to sixty million uh, consumers in the U.S. Um, you know we. 
um, I, I, I get asked a lot, oh, tell me something that's uh, unique about your consumer as opposed to uh, the traditional uh, consumer. And, uh, you know, I always wish that I had sort of that silver bullet answer. I think we find that our our customers are mirror sort of the typical uh, customer. Um, you know, we uh, uh, our females tend to buy more frequently from us than, than males, um, but, uh, you know, the price points tend to be a little bit lower. Um, you know, we see um, uh, our customers follow really sort of the population um, uh, spots within the U.S. You know, we have a strong, strong interest in, in the east, particularly the northeast. Um, uh, the west coast is strong. Chicago is strong for us. Um, so, you know, those follow population areas uh, to a large degree. Um, you know, we think that, uh, you know, most low host consumers are probably above average uh, inc- household incomes. Um, and, and likely above average, um, you know, college education type thing. But it's it mirrors most consumer activity more so than I, I think a lot of people think, or at least that's our perspective on it. Now, I know that I know I always like to give every guest a chance to talk about um, their own company and how they're running their operations, uh, because most of the people I have on this program are inspired in some way, whether they're working for a manufacturer or they're an author or they are a blogger or whoever they might be. They, they have some story that, that connects them with living sustainably uh, and, and, and living this sort of lifestyle. And I'm curious about Bygreen and what was the what was your vision there? Why did you get started in this? Uh, great question. And uh, the story I, I like to tell was um, – sort of way back when um, I personally was interested uh, in sort of my quote-unquote corporate life. I was interested in getting a button-down organic cotton uh, dress shirt. And uh, I was also interested in getting a reusable water bottle and, you know, spent a fair amount of time uh, trying to track down the the dress shirt and uh, finally found somebody who uh, actually sold one and um, was then disappointed to find out that they – didn't have it in my size and I and I thought to myself you know I uh, at least fancy myself as being maybe a little more um, incentivized to uh, do the homework to try to find this but uh, you know it really shouldn't be this hard and um, you know there ought to be a place where you can you know say this is what I need whatever it is um, can I find the variety I need uh, if sort of in a one-stop shopping environment and you know and is it green? And the other sort of observation that we made was, uh, as we, particularly online, uh, you know, looked at all these products, we, you know, we were feeling the green, um, but uh, it was hard to sort of objectively get your arms around exactly why a given product was green and, and to what, you know, wh- how green was it? And that, you know, those two elements were really sort of, um, uh, the inspiration and really the two important, uh, most important elements to our, our company, one-stop shopping and, uh, and green standards uh, if uh, that consumer is so inclined to uh, understand why the given product they're buying is green. So, Doug, how's it going so far? You guys doing well? So far, so good. You know, uh, certainly a more robust economy uh, wouldn't hurt. But um, yeah, we are uh, uh, we're headed in the right direction, and um, you know, we think um, 
uh, people um, are certainly more aware that there are green uh, alternatives and um, but uh, you know that's the good news uh, I think the bad news is there is going to be for some time to come you know a never-ending uh, need to help uh, bring awareness to the typical consumer and you know some products require more education than others but um, you know better understanding why given a product is uh, better for uh, the consumer uh, better for their community and, uh, and better for the earth well, it's been a real pleasure having you on the program today, and I really do appreciate you coming on and answering the questions that I had for you. And I feel like I, I'm certainly the viewers, our viewers, listeners feel like they've got a better sense uh, of what's going on in the industry. And I and I think you're right; a better economy will will help. And I'm, I'm hoping that maybe you know this segment of the economy will actually be one of the things that continues to stimulate uh, the overall uh, economy. That this will be something that uh, leads us out of the woods, as it were. Well, certainly appreciate you having us. Uh, big fan of uh, Green Talk Radio, so uh, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. My guest today has been Doug Farquhar. He is the CEO of Green Retail and Wholesale LLC, and their properties include the buygreen.com site, which is an online store for buying sustainable goods, and both for the consumer and the commercial sector. And you can also follow them on Twitter, on twitter.com slash buygreen. Thanks, everyone. It's been a pleasure. It's good to be back podcasting and talking to all of you again. As always, we welcome your feedback, comments, questions, all of that. Write us. Let us know. You can write us at editors at simpleearthmedia.com. Until next time, this is Sean Daly. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.